Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, we know there are some negative things going on right now with the economy. And we certainly know about inflation. But if you're on the left or a part of the current administration, you're talking about job growth, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, job growth. Spending's up. How about that? Spending has to be up because things exactly. cost more. But, but yeah, but God, this is not up. hard. This is not hard. <laughs> this isn't hard. Spending goes up. It costs me more to buy a orange than it did two weeks ago. Okay. Idiot. So I see that headline, NBC in the Today Show. Sam Brock is doing the reporting. I'm thinking, okay, they're just going to keep going on with this. Here, here's good news. But even Sam couldn't get away from the reality. And I was almost shocked that he was, like, telling the truth. Consumer prices scorching so hot, many of the 1.7 million jobs created in the first few months of the year are actually second or third jobs as people try and keep up with their bills. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You got anything else, Sam? And speaking of inflation, housing might actually be worst of all. A recent report from Redfin showed that the median ask for rent year over year in March went up 17 percent with mortgages up 34 percent. It's worse in some parts of the country like South Florida, where I am right now. Guys, it's only getting worse. How it back to you. (laughs) Hey, you went off script. Wait wait a minute. Yeah. We talked about this when the first iteration, and this was, in fairness, under Donald Trump, the first iteration of the rent moratorium, when it was saying, yeah, you don't have to pay rent because of COVID and because you might have lost your job and we don't want a bunch of people homeless. Right. He said, you got to be careful because if this goes on long enough, you're going to have a lot of landlords selling off their properties to larger companies I mean, BlackRock is one of the big ones right now. Huge. You're going to have that. And anybody who gets into this game is going to start hedging their bets, right? They're going to start charging more because they got to make up for lost ground. Yeah. And instead of actually addressing this type of thing head on, and there are other market forces at work here, but instead of addressing this head on, what did Joe Biden try to do when he was in office? Not only did he extend the rent or the eviction moratorium, I guess is what they were calling it, but in defiance of the Supreme Court, actually tried to keep it going. Yes, very much so. Well, these are our voters. (laughs) To make sure we get their votes in the future, we got to keep giving them money. That's why all of a sudden the switch is, hey, we got to pay off some of those student loans for people. A lot of those are our voters, especially some of those with graduate degrees. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which makes up over 50% of the student loan debt. Mm -hmm. But don't let details get in the way of that. Meanwhile, we got other issues like, I don't know, a disinformation campaign from the federal government. Uh, Yeah, well, the Biden administration has set up what they're trying to call the Disinformation Governance Board. It's the prototype for their Ministry of Truth. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was actually asked about this during his interview on CNN. I think Dana Bash, who was hosting yesterday, has heard about all the rumors of layoffs at CNN. So it's like, okay, we got to start pretending to do our jobs, actually. But actually, say Republicans are saying, right. right. Um, I think we probably could have done a better job of communicating what it does and does not do. So the, the fact is that disinformation that creates a threat to the security of the homeland is our responsibility to address mm-hmm. disinformation from Russia, right. China. We know the Iran. problems, but it's still not clear to me how this governance board will act. What, what will it do? So what it does. Yeah, what does it do? Yeah. I think we already know what it's going to do. Let's hear the line of BS from the Dorcas. Is it works to ensure that the way in which we address threats, the connectivity between threats and acts of violence are addressed without infringing on free speech. (laughs) Okay, great. Then let's all give the Dorcas a clue here. We have thousands of people pouring through the southern border. We don't know who they are. 43 that were apprehended were on the terror watch list. There have been thousands, hundreds of thousands. We don't know who they are. We, We don't know who... What intent they might have. They could be terrorists. We have no idea. And this guy is trying to sell this piece of BS? How about do your job and not let people just flow in? Is it just me or is it as he's trying to explain this, he sounds like, like a middle manager who just got back from a convention and is trying to justify his expenses to his boss? Like, That's yeah. the way he is all the time. He's a weak dude. You see him for one minute, you can see it. Guy's weak. Completely weak. Protecting civil rights and civil liberties, the right of privacy. and Stop terrorists from coming into the country. Isn't that job one as far as the Department of Homeland Security? Isn't it? Well, to keep the homeland yes, safe, the homeland security by definition, yes. right? Yes, and the board, the, this working group, internal working group, will draw from best practices. Uh oh, best practices. Best practices. Here we go. Yep. With you clowns. Yep. What are those exactly? Never says. And communicate those best practices to the operators because the board does not have operational well, authority. How about let's talk to some of the people that have been working on the border and doing it for years. Let's hear from them how they think you're doing as the director, because they all think it's a joke, because we all see through it. We'll get more into this a little bit later on. I had a buddy of mine say this weekend, he looks at Mayorkas and he thinks about the love child of Jeff Bezos and Uncle Fester. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. He's like, some guys look cool with bald head, not that guy. Oh. No, so weak, man. And meanwhile, then on CNN, they're having an absolute meltdown. Yeah, still. People like, we're are... opening the gates of hell! 
Yeah, literally, that's what they're I'm saying. Serious. This, this is not, this is like a comedy routine, but it's for real. Yeah, liberals are still freaking out about the idea of Elon Musk buying Twitter, and the and the push for real censorship is underway. I mean, it's there. It's so crazy. They yes. face the prospect of losing absolute control over one social media platform, and they melt down. I suppose as long as that leak is there. Then the whole game's over. Right. Because then the truth can be told. And everything that they're selling to people, people will know is a line of BS. Uh, David Zerowick, he is a media studies professor. He's a columnist and a CNN analyst. Another bald dude. Another bald dude, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He is. He is, yeah. Uh, And here's his take on the whole thing. I mean, we don't have anything against bald dudes. No, that can't (laughs) go. My gosh, we're in the club, man. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication Mm -hmm. in this country. We gave over our uh, what amounts to our airwaves or our Internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And we are in so much trouble because those guys believe in making money. This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people, no, I'm serious, we don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how... Hold on a second. One of the other things, just before we get to the end of this clip, that he also said, go back to the 2016 election with the disinformation and Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, right? Dude, do you know how much control Zuckerberg had over the 2020 election? He has to know that, doesn't he? No, it was I don't Facebook know. with all of the money basically taking over local elections all over the place. And in, like, Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, it was massive. That dude has to know that, doesn't no, well, he? Well, here's the thing about David Zerowick, Pinkett Smith, um, is he only wants to report, like, what, what helps his side. I understand. But still, man. For how they are trying to limit it. But you need, you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to hell. We are there. Trump opened the gates of hell and now they're chasing us. (laughs) Yeah, these guys are never allowed to make fun of Alex Jones ever again. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, that is really something, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Trump had the garage door opener to the gates of hell. <laughs> just pressed the button and up they went. You thought I was joking, man. No, I did. I thought you were just being hyperbolic. hyperbolic. No, I saw that. Okay. Hyperbolic, whatever. I saw, thank you for that. Um, I saw the uh, one of my favorite memes from this weekend, things owned by Elon Musk and the Tesla logos there, along with Twitter, SpaceX. In the next corner is a picture of AOC. <laughs> yeah, because she went after him she did. on Twitter, and then he says... <laughs> Something like, don't flirt with me, I'm shy. Yeah, right. He said, hey, stop flirting with me, I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, well, I was talking about Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. The whole We are there. Trump opened the gates of hell, and now they're chasing That's us. That's right. They're chasing us down they're chasing there. chasing us down the gates of hell. You mentioned Alex Jones. Do we still have the clip of him saying Hillary was a demon? Oh, <laughs> That's my favorite one of all time. Do we still we have, have that? I think so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then somebody put sound effects behind it, right? <laughs> yeah. They d- doctored it up. God, people are so evil. Yeah. Why can't America wake up and beat them?
<laughs> Donald Trump's not perfect, but he doesn't want to hurt you and your family. Right. Hillary and Obama want to make you poor and pathetic. We have all their white papers. They hate you. They hate prosperity. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them they all. <laughs> Except here's the thing. <laughs> as, as funny as that is, yes. That's closer to reality than what, than what we just heard from CNN. You're absolutely right about that. Absolutely That's how insane right. all of this is. I want to hear the rest. They hate God. <laughs> they hate children. And damn them they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find the lever to beat these people, and they're, they're going to be beaten. Look at her shark face. Have a look at her with that demon face. That's a freaking demon. <laughs> We're going to have President Linda Blair, people. <laughs> See, that's what we all needed on this Monday morning. That's fantastic. Absolutely what we needed. Here's a huge shocker. Public school enrollment is down. <laughs> Why? Anyone guess? We'll get to that much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. Hello. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So public school enrollment is down. Yeah. That's probably the yeah. best uh, news of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, as far as the future of kids. Yeah, public school systems, as the Associated Press frames it, are beginning to feel the pinch from enrollment losses tied to the coronavirus pandemic. No, it's actually uh-huh. it's actually tied to uh, teachers unions holding the, these institutions hostage. It's a lot of different things, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, money for schools, as we know, is driven partly by student headcounts. Um, and right now, when you have so many people leaving the public school system, well, they're going to feel that kick, that financial kick, in California. Enrollment has fallen by another 110,000 students. Wow. Well, it's especially kooky in California. Yeah. Well, Public and, school. And there it's just a lot of people fleeing the state as well, not not just going to, pi- uh, to private school or homeschooling. It's leaving altogether. Um, I think it's kind of interesting here, though. Uh, Florida was among the leaders when it comes to gaining students. Because more people are going there. Yeah. And what do you suppose that has to do with? Not just people want to live in the state, but you've had a leader saying, we're going to protect the schools. Right. We're not only going to keep them in school, but this CRT stuff, this trans stuff, we're not doing that. Just not going to do it. And I know that people on the coast and in legacy media want to make this out to be, oh, it's a boogeyman that's not even there. They don't know what to say about it. No. At first, it's, well, this stuff's not even being taught. And then it's, how dare you? This is so hurtful for so many LGBTQ families. What are you talking about? All they're saying is the teachers can't talk about any sort of sex stuff with little kids. That's it. And people freak out about it. 
So they can't make up their mind, first of all, does it exist or not? And if it does, well, shame on you for saying, well, yeah, five-year-olds should be taught this stuff. Well, it's been misrepresented until you informed too. They were told it's don't say gay, and they just went with it. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Because they haven't, exper- they haven't really pulled the curtain back on this to know what it is, and they don't care. All you got to do is look at a number of teachers that have been on TikTok that talk about their agenda, which is what Libs of TikTok did on social media, on Twitter, and it tells you everything you need to know. Is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. Yeah. We're very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes to discussing these topics. And talk about gender, gender assumptions, pronouns, all the things. Nope. Nope. We'll homeschool. Yeah. Thanks, though. Yeah, and by the way, I just want to say for the record, because I hear from teachers a lot saying, hey, guys, we're not all like that. We're not saying that. Yeah, you are, all of you. No. <laughs> Every it. single one of you. Stop no, saying I, that. You don't mean that. No, we never say that. I right. know. I'm just saying, just for the record, it, I want to stay publicly. I would say it, it, it would be nice if more of the, I don't know, sane teachers would get out in front. They're afraid. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, they're afraid to. There's a lot of them that I've corresponded with say we can't say anything because if we say anything, it could be our jobs. Yeah. You know? I mean, so they just don't. They sit quietly and suffer. Yeah. All right. So we won't say all teachers are bad. You didn't. Okay. You didn't say right. that. Right. No, I, I, some no, maybe. I, that's it. Won't, don't want to say anything. Don't want to cause trouble. No, I just, I just want to be I want to be as fair as possible to those that have a the uh, the, the, the students in their, well, they're doing the best thing for their students. You sound like you got some McGurk. I got, well, I, my tongue got tied with cat hair right there. <laughs> I get the sentiment. Okay. I have friends that are right. teachers too. Thank you. I think it's a given that the same uh-huh. teachers know. Okay. Hey, we're not all like that. Those are the kooks. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of teachers that have left the profession because they felt like they couldn't do it anymore. I agree. You talk about an underreported story. I would love to know the numbers on that. And the need for teachers everywhere. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a big deal, man. Yep. Okay. Something else you got to get to. Oh, the guy that blamed. Did you hear this story? There's this woman that told the story of how her dog kept passing gas. There's an awful smell. And you've had a dog at different points in life, man. It can be like, holy mackerel, what are we going to do? This woman is afraid the dog has some sort of medical issue. She compared it to rotten eggs. (sighs) The test kept coming back clean. The vet doesn't know why this dog is passing gas. Dog eating something outside you're not aware of. All these things can't figure it out. But then... After, well, as she says, several thousand dollars in like five weeks, she found out was what was really going on. It turned out it was her husband that was farting and blaming the dog. Oh, man. But she kept taking the dog to the vet. She, she said she was so angry she kicked him out of the house for the night. Not the dog, her husband. Told him, well, he has to pay for the vet bills. I don't know how they work their finances. So, yeah. I've heard that many, many times where the dog gets blamed for every single fart. Where it's, Did he just pick this up like two years into the marriage? Or I don't know how it happened. Yeah. But there you go. Giving blood all the time. People keep falling off the border wall. Truth or fiction? Straight ahead.
right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. So are people falling off the border wall? Is this truth or fiction, David? Uh, this is true. And my initial reaction is, well, stop trying to climb it then. Well, yeah. That, but Pretty simple. Yeah, the Washington Post had this story about how horrible this border wall in San Diego or south of San Diego is because uh, people keep falling off it. Now, a couple years ago, when Trump was still in office, that was one of the big focuses. That section of the border uh, was where you had a lot of fencing replaced, and the new wall is 30 feet high. So yeah. that that's very dangerous to climb over by design. Remember the first... The first few pieces of wall that got put up, remember, people could climb over it, and our national media made fun of the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, we'll make it taller. Right. Okay. So and now it's, oh, this is awful. People are falling. Yeah, so there's new stats that have been published by the University of California at San Diego, um, and the new or the number of patients arriving there in the trauma ward after falling off the wall has jumped fivefold to 375. Falling okay. deaths went from zero to 16. Uh, and so they're trying to put this together, and they're, they're like, making this out to be this great tragedy. And it's like, yes, I mean, human pain and suffering is always tragic. It's one of the reasons why you got to send the message, you can't come across. Right. I mean, for the people that drown trying to cross the Rio Grande, do they want a bridge? But what are they saying? Right. Yeah, You don't want to see anyone die, but at the same time, it's supposed to be illegal to come into the country. That's why they put the wall there. I feel like maybe a few of us owe Beto O'Rourke an apology, to be honest. Because <laughs> we all always thought what he said was total BS. We know that walls do not save lives. Walls end lives. Well, if you go 30 feet and fall, you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then don't try to climb the wall. Correct. It's pretty simple. Yes. Well, the thing is, if you do, if you commit a crime, there should be a punishment, and the punishment should inflict some pain. Yep, that's the whole problem with the border. People have pointed out. Because you make it to this side, into U.S. territory, what happens? Yeah. Well, I have an asylum claim. Okay. Uh, well, you get to stay here. All right. Uh, yep. You free a trip to the hospital, free cell phone. Um, Roof over pretty your much head. everything's going to work out for you. I mean, it's like you're winning the lottery if you're someone from name the country that's coming here for a better job. I mean, you look at the polling data, Guatemala, a whole lot of different countries. Is it really because you're trying to leave a dangerous situation? Oftentimes, no. You want a better job. You want a better life. You can't blame someone for that. No, I get it. But you have to do it legally. That's just it. Right. There's a way to do it. There's always been a way to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, again, this seems to me, all the Washington Post, I would guess, wants to see a lot of people come here illegally. That'd be my guess. That's the way most of these stories are planted. You know, and... Real quick, switching gears a little to Mayorkas from Homeland Security. This guy is so full of it, talking about the end of Title 42, where we're going to see the big spike, right? Yeah, we know it. More people. 
They're already planning for it. Trust them. Because okay. that dude was on Fox with Brett Baer. When so. it's removed, you're going to see more numbers, right? We very well could, and we, we estimate that we will, which is why, precisely why, Brett, we've been planning since September of 2021 for the eventual end of Title 42. What does that mean? Well, I mean, we've been planning for it. I mean, right now they have that tool in the toolbox, and, and it's still a crisis. It's still a historic crisis there. Yes. yes. But they're planning for it being removed and even more people coming in that we don't know who they are or where they're going. Are you planning? You're stockpiling smartphones to hand out? I guess. We've talked to Apple and we've talked <laughs> to Samsung about the amount of phones and we've talked to AT&T and Verizon Wireless. Old shaky Mayorkas. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Rolling out 5G in the desert. Yeah. A joke. And Lily handing him out. And then again, it, you know, when you follow this every day, you almost get used to some of these stories. But then you take a step back and say, "We, dude, they're not even hiding it. This is like a ministry of truth that they're rolling out. It's crazy under the Department of Homeland Security. And Brian Stelter on CNN covered it how? Oh, yeah. Well, CNN's media firefighter Brian Stelter is upset that people are being critical of Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth. The Disinformation Governance Board is what what they're calling it. Uh, Now, he was talking with a woman named Moira Whalen. She is the Director for Democracy and Technology at the National Democratic Institute. In other words, a Democratic Party stooge. Okay, That's not a real job. All right. Anyway, like a think tank on the show, (laughs) on the show, reliable sources. (laughs) It'll surprise you to learn that neither of them think it's a bad thing for the Department of Homeland Security to get involved in deciding what's true and what's false. Wow. That sounds like common sense. But when I Google this, all I see is like Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth. And they're going to steal. It's there's this incredible backlash to something that sounds like basic government bureaucracy. It is basic government basic government bureaucracy no it's not that's like a sword right to the heart of free speech dude it is basic government bureaucracy and around the world what we're asking for governments to do is to step up more and to play a bigger role in advocating for people the big litmus test is is civil society included is the media included and so far everything we've heard about the board which is new and just started shows us that that is the intention is to be fully transparent no it's to control information Any person with a brain can see this very simply, my goodness. And to demand more from our government in terms of how they protect us from disinformation and enable us to have information that protects our country. Do you want to do a scorecard on disinformation over the last five years, Mr. Stelter? That would be a beaut. I don't think he wants to play in that area. Mm. And advances our ability to survive in a, in a major incident, for instance. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. There are a lot of people that still buy into that stuff. It's getting fewer. That's the good news. Fewer every day, at least when you look at polling. Think of people see through that. People will speak in November. He's got to be on his way out, doesn't he? I would think so, yeah. Oh, the people spoke with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. We've ripped on this thing for years. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, winning the fan vote doesn't guarantee you're into the Rock Hall. You know that. I thought it did. I thought that was like idle. You got to go to the next round or whatever you were in. No. Oh, so what, what do they do it for then? 
I assume just say let the fans speak. I could be wrong about that, but I thought winning the fan ballot doesn't guarantee. That could very well be. I always thought it did, but I, other than I don't know why you would do it if you weren't if there wasn't some sort of carrot at the end of the stick. Well, you know that American Idol, the the voting that you do, it's all rigged, right? That's what I've heard. They don't they don't actually take America's votes and tabulate that. You still watch it, Scott. You're a huge fan. I still watch it. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody has their own taste. Same voting machines uh, Joe Biden had. <laughs> I was going to say, I almost feel like David, stop it. Like ruining Santa for Scott. Right. I he know. loves Idol. I don't think love has... Idol, but I like that there's, there's a local woman involved this year that I'm following. and You know so... what? That's right. I yeah. forgot that was why. So I was... It was just like last year. Yeah, uh, there was a woman from like Wyoming, a state that I visited once. Yeah, and then uh-huh. there, the year before that, there was a woman from Massachusetts that I flew over once. Yes, and one time there was a dude that was from Oklahoma that I've been told about. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and you and so you watched it. Shut up. Just own it, dude. I I didn't. I seriously, I'm watching this year because I am curious about this one particular. You watch it every year. Who made it into the final seven last night, dude? It's okay. You watch it every so year. I watch it every year. David, do you call in your votes? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, back to the rock well, and roll. Well, then I use about three phones, so I only count one. You only get one shot. So what cracked me up? The fans' ballot. Yeah. For 2022. Okay, let's just say you had Pat Benatar in there, Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, Duran Duran, Eminem. Of those five, who wins? Well, I would say Pat vote. Benatar. Uh, she was third. Mm, she figures. Don't tell me. Who? Duran Squared. Please. No. There you go. Back to your top 40 days, Scotty. I mean, it wasn't even close. Banner 34,000. Eminem at 684. Followed by Pat Benatar, Eurythmics, and Dolly. Last. There you go. Didn't know if you'd care or not. A lot of times they they don't care that much about the fan vote. Ask a lot of hard rock bands. They don't seem to uh, care. Did uh, you see the news about Snapchat? They're selling a $230 drone that takes selfies. Then it, it's not really a selfie then, is it? Yeah, not so much. But some people have said, well, some people are just always trying to get this good shot. How many stories has there been? Someone's fallen off a cliff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Falling somewhere to their death. Uh, apparently, this is the size of your hand weighs less than four ounces. And unlike most drones, you don't control it. It can do four different things. It can hover in place. It can orbit around you, um, take a video as it flies away from you, or follow you around as you walk or run. So if you want one of those, I know you like to post a lot of social media, Scott, 230 mm-hmm. bucks. If you want to buy an extra battery and dual charger, that's two fifty. I don't control it. So well, you can do one of those four things for okay. you. Yes, okay. Pixie dot com. Okay. So yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, Nancy Pelosi went to uh, visit Ukraine. What was that all about, by the way? How did that happen? She's a great humanitarian, Scott. <laughs> for the vodka. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, Amber Heard, Scott, you were going off saying she is a nut. She's a nut. All coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The Republicans seem to support one fella, some guy named Brandon. He's having a really good year. And I'm kind of happy for him. <laughs> Get it? I'll I'll tell you what. <laughs> Brandon. Reminded correspondence dinner. That's all I can take from that. Self-deprecation there. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody, it seemed like morning news today at Legacy Media. Trevor Doe is really funny. He's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I notice every time he does a press conference. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking about Biden. Yeah. Who are you talking about? I said Trevor Noah. You said Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah is funny. Well, he's all right. I don't get it. Do you think Trevor Noah is funny, David? No, nah, not really. Just okay. He's okay. Just along the same mold as guys that do it better than him. He uh, gave Biden credit for being there. You know who wasn't there? Nancy Pelosi. Because the great humanitarian. Oh, God. What? How did this happen? She headlined a congressional delegation to, to Ukraine, Ukraine and Poland. Her and Pie Face. And who's Pie Face? It's, uh, what's his name? Can't think of his name right now. You call a lot of people pie face. I know that's what I'm trying to. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Thank you. I'm just guessing. That's one of the many Schiff. pie faces of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know what? I just had this idea. We're talking about setting up a merch store. Yeah. We gotta we gotta have a calendar that you put together that's called the pie faces of Congress. <laughs> he does have a real pie face though. He was like the and he's standing back behind Pelosi and all you can see is that big pie face back there. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, David, because there are several that get that moniker. I know, and I totally, his, his name just escaped me for a second there. Well, Pelosi had talked about um, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, president of Ukraine, talking about how much respect and gratitude uh, that they have for him and the courage, outstanding courage, as far as Zelensky's concerned. Could not recall the last time she saw such courage. I don't know if she was thinking back to George Floyd. I couldn't. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Right. For being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. One of the oddest statements that I can remember from a politician, and that's. She's drunk. There's a lot of them. There's no doubt about that. Um, Scott, you've been following the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Um, and it does seem all of a sudden that, as far as the public is concerned, oh yeah, they're siding with Johnny Depp in this whole thing. Yes, she fired her PR team today too. Amber Heard did after that news came out. Yeah, fired him. Gone. Hired a new team just before she takes the stand. Wow, she's taking the stand Wednesday. Somebody called Shane Communications, run by a guy named David Shane, will now be handling all of her communications. Wow. You know, here's the thing, and we talked a little bit about this the other day, but I heard somebody talk about it and take it to the next level, I guess, this weekend. Like, we're all dads of girls, right? I mean, David hasn't had the conversation yet. Um, I haven't had one yet. Um, so I, I, you have sons. You have a son. And Two I don't, daughters. If you remember your dad sitting down at some point in time and telling you how men should treat women. Like, you don't put your hands on them, okay? You don't do that. Sure. Yeah. You know, here's things you do not do as a man mm-hmm. to a woman, right? You just don't do it. But 
the, the, the deal is you jump to these conclusions all the time, I think, when you got Johnny Depp. And I'm not excusing bad guys. There's bad guys everywhere. Bad guys far outnumber bad women. But there are bad women who abuse men. Oh, and yeah. men don't report it because they're embarrassed by it. A lot of times, yeah. I mean, if you got cold cocked by a woman or if you got knocked around by a woman. But the point was, Amber Heard is coming off as a bad, bad person. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah, a nut. And you go in with the predisposition of yourself that Johnny Depp's the problem, right? You just do because of everything you've been taught. Well, sure. Yeah, and then you well, start I mean, when to... you were hearing other things like she she took a dump on the bed and she right. punched him and all of this and, different and stuff. And he's giving this testimony right. and he's talking about this and it's not refuted. I mean, these things are all true and it's like, wow, wait a minute, hang on a second. It can go both ways here, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it certainly can. Well, the security guard, was his name, Travis McGivern? Yes. It testified that he had to remove Johnny Depp from a situation due to Amber Heard physically assaulting him. Assaulting him, him yes. Punched him in the face during an incident, threw a can of Red Bull at him, tried to spit on him, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, she comes off like a nut. I think we knew that before, but maybe not to the extent. But we'll see what happens when she testifies. Well, they've been up there for what? I mean, for several weeks, Depp's team has been telling the truth or trying to tell the truth as they know it anyway, and it's worked. Yeah, we'll see if there's another side. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's freaking kooky. <laughs> this is, is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world and a lot to be concerned about. You know, people are very worried about inflation and the economy, a number of different things. And when you look at the polling, COVID is now way on the back burner. The legacy media is still trying to stoke some fear as best they can, at least in my opinion. Because last week they reported, man, how great would it be if we could get six-month-old babies up to five-year-olds vaccinated? People are so wanting this. Isn't it weird the way that's positioned? I'm thinking, wait a second. I know. I, I, what were the numbers on, what was it, 5 to 12-year-olds, David? The uh, amount of people that got those kids vaccinated. According to the Mayo Clinic, uh, 5 to 11-year-olds, it's about 28.6%. Most of that is driven by a handful of states. Uh, okay. Like Connecticut is way up there in terms of vaccinating five to eleven year olds. Hawaii is way up there. Uh, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts. Got it. But generally, most of the states are somewhere between uh, fifteen and twenty four percent. So overwhelmingly, <laughs> kids not getting that vaccine. Yeah, and I would guess. When you're talking about six months old to five, when you look at what kind of danger would they be in if they actually got COVID? Yeah. Not much. If you're going with percentages. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this was the Today Show, NBC. Here you go. 
And I thought they just reported on this last week. I don't even know what the new information is. This morning, hopeful news on the COVID vaccine front for young children. The FDA announcing plans to review Moderna and Pfizer emergency use authorization for kids as young as six months, up through age five. Anything new there? Uh, A formal agreement to actually start looking at this? Then you bring a doctor in. This is the way they do it. Okay, they're not going to tell you. Well, only 28% of parents of kids age 5 to 11 got the vaccine before. They're not going to say that. They're going to try to position it as, hey, if you got a kid this age, this is great news because this doctor and this parent, they're so excited about it. Some solid protection that will give some parents confidence about getting back out. Many parents eager for their children's chance to get the shot. We've been waiting the longest out of everybody. Um, for vaccines, for protection. This comes at a time when COVID continues mm-hmm. to spread. Cases now rising nationwide in all but three states. Oh, my. And all I can think when I'm watching that is, boy, they don't want to give this up. Do not. No, of all no, the sir. things to be reporting on right now. That's the big one. Okay. Um, and then they end with... Uh, the FDA is also said to convene an advisory committee meeting to look at whether the current vaccine compositions will need to be modified ooh. to protect against new strains in the fall. Hmm. So, yeah, what, there might be new strains. This, You know, who knows? Might need that fifth dose. But then again, if it's like Omicron, well, it didn't protect against Omicron. You still got it and you could spread it. So... Are you still confused by that? I think most people are. I don't know. But you're right about the giddiness. Like, oh, isn't this great news? Bad news and good news surrounding COVID today. The bad news, the uh, cases are growing across the country. Good news is you can vaccinate your baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I just happened to see this story. And I thought, wow, this is pretty interesting. I'm almost surprised that it's not being covered in more places i mean it's not like this is some fly-by-night you know ned's library of testing this was the national library of medicine um that looked at what happened in israel the israel national emergency medical services they wanted to study okay as far as the under 40 population like 19 year olds to 39 year olds we heard a little bit about myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Like, man, a lot of heart issues here going on and ER visits. What's up with that? So they decided to look at it. And they found that there was an increase of over 25% in both people that had COVID and people that got vaccinated. But using negative binomial regression models, the weekly emergency call counts were significantly associated with the rates of first and second vaccine doses administered to that age group, but were not with COVID-19 infection rates. That would give you a little pause, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Not saying, oh, my gosh, you get the shot, your heart's going to go bonkers. Not saying that. We're just talking about there are risks involved with a vaccine. Yeah, and and what they're they're saying is we don't know if there is a one-to-one causal relationship. However... It's worth keeping an eye on this because we have noticed it. Yes. Again, man, when it's the National Library of Medicine, they're careful with their words. I mean, at least I assume they are. And when it says in their piece 
The findings raise concerns regarding vaccine-induced undetected severe cardiovascular side effects and underscore the already established causal relationship between vaccines and myocarditis, a frequent cause of unexpected cardiac arrest in young individuals. We talked about that before, and it used to be if you brought it up, oh, my gosh, you could lose your Twitter account, Ah, freaking out. You're just trying to follow the science and make a responsible decision. It seems to me that they're still not being forthright with all the information. It's always cherry-picked to make the vaccines seem way greater than they are. Yeah, being a heart attack survivor, I would like to add one more thing onto the pile. <laughs> Here, give me my sixth shot, please. The great news for you when it comes to that? Yeah. That was people under 40. I know, that's, that is good news. That That's the best news you could hear for being older, isn't it? See? Yes. Make Maybe it'll positive. have the reverse effect on people over 50. Like it restores your heart, repairs it. There you it. go. There you go. All of a sudden, you're running a half K. Yeah, it's really weird how that worked. I don't know. I have the heart of an 18-year-old. He didn't hear when I said half K. No. Anyway, uh, moving on. What is a half K, by the way? Half mile, right? No. What? Not very far. 100 feet? Maybe. <laughs> also, rest assured in this, Americans are not going to be spied on, and it's a guy you can trust. It's a guy that says, we've got this border crisis. Everything's under control. That would be the DHS secretary, the Dorcas Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah, one of the guys who was the biggest purveyor of misinformation, especially around the horse whipping thing. Yes. Migrants at the border being whipped by Border (laughs) Patrol agents. And he said, I was horrified by those images. You cannot weaponize horses. Against children. And that never happened. That was a complete fabrication. Yes. And uh, this guy is overseeing an actual government disinformation board. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, to, or, I'm sorry, yesterday on CNN, he was asked, does this mean that Americans will be spied on or monitored by their own government? Heck no, says the Dorcas. Will American citizens be monitored? No. Guarantee what, that. Well, so what we do, we, we in the Department of Homeland Security don't monitor uh, American citizens. You don't, but will we, this board change that? No, no, no. The board does not have any operational authority or capability. What it will do is gather together best practices in addressing oh, the boy. threat of disinformation from foreign state adversaries, from the cartels, and disseminate those best practices to the operators that have been executing in addressing this threat for years. Dude, under your watch, it's been a debacle. Everybody knows it. Best practices. (laughs) Do you even know what that is? No. Dude, He's lost all credibility. But when you work for this administration, it doesn't matter. You're not getting fired. Nobody has. Imagine the freedom you would feel if you showed up to work and you decided, how could I get fired today? What could I do to get fired? You do the crappiest job you can, and you're still not going to get fired. It's amazing to me. He's in that position right now. It's a Seinfeld episode. George, oh, with George. George is dragging the World Series trophy on the back of his car around the Yankee parking <laughs> yeah. lot, and he can't get fired. Right. Steinbrenner's out there saying, no, we, we need to stop living in the past. Right. <laughs> Mustard on Babe Ruth's uniform. It is, it is actually kind of true, though. It right? is. I mean, that, it, that's, right. That's, everything you can do to fail is encouraged in the Biden yes. administration. I've never seen anything like it. 
outside of that episode. But that was a TV show. Right. A comedy. He goes, a actually, uh, what the goal is is to not even need the Department of Homeland Security because at the rate things are going right now, we don't have a or we won't have a homeland to secure anymore. No, I mean, it's open borders. Yeah. Come on in. I mean, hundreds of countries, come on in. What are we going to do? Well, it's not American if we don't let people. Yeah, no, we have laws. We've been over this. All right. Um, oh, Trump over the weekend. This is not good. Oh, I. This is I, not good. I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, but, man. Yeah, but, you know, liberals are having some fun with this today. And I think maybe, maybe if you voted for Joe Biden, you probably should take a seat when something like this happens. Uh, but Donald Trump, he was doing a rally. He brought up his endorsements in a couple of Senate races, and he completely booted the name of J.D. Vance running for Senate in Ohio. And one of his primary opponents there is Josh Mandel, and that's how Trump reached this conclusion. Okay. You know, we've endorsed Dr. Oz. We've endorsed J.P., right? J.D. Mandel, and he's doing great. They're all doing good. J.D. Mandel. Yeah, there is no, there is no J.D. Mandel. I would say, though, it's embarrassing, kind of like the name that, that time he forgot the name of his Supreme Court nominee. And, of course, we see another first in the nomination of Katenji. Well, you saw her. Right. I don't know if comparing him to Biden is really setting the bar very high. No, this, this is just ability. This is maybe just, I don't know, uh, evidence as to why some of the people pointing and laughing should take a seat if you voted for Joe Biden. I get that, yes. Or, you know, yes. that, that time he was introducing Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. That's Bacaria to you. Javier Bacaria. Right. <laughs> or that time he was campaigning for Abigail Spanberger. Oh, yeah. Look, health care is part of Abigail, Congresswoman. Uh, she changed her last name. Congresswoman. <laughs> Congresswoman. He was way ahead of his time on that one. Yep. Or when he was trying to talk about his COVID testing coordinator, Dr. Tom Inglesby. I forgot that one. Uh, Dr. Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounced it, Eng- Eng- Engel. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. Oh, I forgot about that I one. I did, too. I hope I pronounced it, Eng- Eng- Engel. Yeah. Engel. Or that time you forgot Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's name. Well, that's because he was black. Right. Well, yeah. He's and, done that several times yeah, with yeah. the same guy. The, the sec- Secretary of the... Uh, of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, Secretary Austin. There you right. go. Yeah. Or that other well, time you forgot Lloyd Austin's name. Well, yeah. As has the general, or, or excuse me, I keep calling him a general, but my Secretary of Defense. Oh, boy. Or that time you also forgot Lloyd Austin's name. <laughs> my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah, have a seat. Yeah, okay. Uh, Boy, did you hear the moms explaining why they can't vote Democrats? Like a lifelong Democrat says, I can't vote this way anymore. Get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but if you're a parent registered to vote, you're twice as likely to vote Republican now. 
Yeah, I think you, for obvious reasons. If you've got kids under the age of eighteen, there yep. is. I mean, there there is a red wave among that demographic coming. Um, now, Fox and Friends had on a little panel of it was three moms, mm-hmm. all with kids under the age of eighteen, and one of them was Amy. And they just, you know, picking their brains. Why is it that you're either switching? Why is it that you're all in on the GOP right now? Uh, Amy was one of them. She has four kids uh, ranging in age from 12 to 18. Uh, And here's what she had to say. Okay. I want to make sure that my kids are focused heavily on reading, writing, and arithmetic and history. I do not want anything to be inserted that deals with social issues where it should be focused at home. Um, there are there are areas that I think that the school is trying to infringe upon um, topics such as you know that deal with sex, sexual situations okay. or with um, gender and. And I think that's not the priority here okay. yet. But you just don't understand your children are ready for it. Right. And we want to equip them the best way we can to navigate these waters. You don't know what's best for your child, Mom. That's what these kooks are saying. Yeah, well, Joe Biden said it last week. He yeah, did. When yeah. they walk into that building, those kids are not their parents anymore. Yes. Uh, now, Parisa is from California. She voted for Joe Biden. Uh, she's got a bit of buyer's remorse because while the continuing fight over mask mandates and school closures that Democrats, especially in California, have been leading the way on. True. Yes. And hell hath no fury like a mother scorned. Um, I think that as mothers, um, you know, we have educated ourselves very, very quickly. And we are here to protect our children, as is our duty, as is our innate right. You know what? And just a little quick on that, what she just said. It's true. I don't think a lot of parents knew exactly what was going on. You just think, well, it'd be like when we were kids. I mean, that's what kids are basically learning, right? Because some... Some of the stuff, they wouldn't even let parents know they were talking to about the kids. Yeah. You know, we come together. This is a common ground, the kids, whether it's the education or or the mandates or national security. When it comes to our children, we come across, you know, political lines, religious lines, race, creed. It doesn't matter. This is our common ground. And I kind of think they messed with the wrong crowd, um, so to speak. And so what's happening is a lot of parents like me that are lifelong Democrats are switching because, as the other mother stated, this is becoming a single issue uh, for us. And we are looking to the candidates that are going to essentially do right by our children. And those tend to be the Republicans these days. Yep. Wonder what happened. And the left, they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. Your policies don't work with people. Yeah. Well, just as a a quick button on that or on a, a quick bow on that, Seattle Times today has an op-ed talking about we actually need to double down on teaching young kids about trans and gender ideology issues. Absolutely not. You're out of your minds. On a lighter note, most of that 70s show cast is returning for that 90s show. Who's interested? Mm, I'm out. No, I don't want to see him older. I'm, I think a lot of people might be into it. They really? like the old show, yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Doesn't it all depend if it's good or not? Yeah. I just, is everybody coming back? I guess none of them really have done anything, though, right? 
Well, Ashton well, Kutcher, Mila yeah, Kunis. I guess Kutcher. Yeah, he's done okay. Not uh, recently, though, right? I mean, I don't know. Kurtwood Smith, Deborah Joe Rupp, coming back as Red and Kitty, Topher Grace, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, um, Wilmer. They're all going to be making guest appearances. So, I watched it occasionally. So, I was not a huge fan, but there seems to be some sort of buzz on that. I mean, it does seem like a lot of those folks don't have other stuff going on. So that point why not you know we got to go over elon musk (laughs) him taking over twitter that's like handing it over to the nazis who said that i can't wait to find out who said that coming up The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, Department of Homeland Security predicting 18,000 migrant daily when Title 42 ends. Well, well what the good a news debacle. is the good news is nobody's showing up right now, right? No, it's never stopped. It's almost like there are some people in the country who are feeling like, wow, this this could be an issue here in a few weeks. In a few weeks, right? It's it's never ended. Yeah, people in South Texas took over. People in South Texas are like, uh, "Wait, you're saying what? Do you really think there hasn't been a crisis this whole time?" Of course, there has been, and that's the whole thing, man. It, I, I feel like the term gaslighting is so overused, and at the same time, I don't know what else to say about Mayorkas from the Department of Homeland Security. When it comes to this issue, we've done a great job. We've we've done our job. What are you talking about? I, seriously, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me how he's not called out continuously on this. And then when he goes to the you know the whole piece of yeah, and we've been planning on this for a while for Title Forty Two to end. I mean, trust us. He's on with Brett Bear on Fox. When it's removed, you're going to see more numbers, right? We very well could, and we we estimate that we will, which is why, precisely why, Brett, we've been planning since September of 2021 for the eventual end of Title 42. What's the plan? Doesn't go into it. Well, they've actually uh, contracted with a bunch of seamstresses who are making red carpet that they're going to roll out. Oh, got it. Mm. Welcome wagon going to be there. Got it. With gift bags. And at the same time, the Washington Post and others complaining that the wall is too tall around San Diego because migrants are falling off of it and getting hurt and sometimes dying. Oh, boy. Because it's 30 feet. And you see the other thing that's happening with New Mexico, Arizona, California. There are more um, illegal immigrants coming up through that way because Texas has done a better job at different points of entry. Just heard that this morning. I mean, it's a nightmare for all of these people. And that's the Department of Homeland Security. Yep, we'll see what happens. All part of the plan. Just trust us. Trust me on this one. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. That has people on the left freaked out. 
to the point where they're saying this is like the Nazis running Twitter. It, it's actually incredible because all the guy said was, I, I support free speech. That's yes. it. He hasn't gone into any detail about what he wants to do with the social media platform. But if you're on the left, you feel like we've been controlling information for a while now. Yeah. We so, can't have that taken from us. Nazi! <laughs> so That's this, what it seems like. This is Mehdi Hassan from MSNBC completely melting down. Okay. Mehdi Hassan? Yes. All right. I want to make sure that we have the right clip here. Because there were a few with people freaking out over the weekend. All right. Joe Biden called him Mike Anderson. <laughs> we are living through an unspeakably dangerous moment. The pro-QAnon, pro-neo-Nazi faction of the Republican Party is poised to expand dramatically come the midterms. We're just two years away from Donald Trump very possibly re-seizing executive power. If that happens, we may look back on this past week as a pivotal moment when a petulant and not-so-bright billionaire casually bought one of the world's most influential messaging machines and just handed it to the far right. Oh, my gosh. And he's saying that Musk isn't bright? Yeah. After speaking that nonsense? Pro-QAnon, pro-neo-Nazi faction of the Republican Party. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you get no, I mean... Elon Musk did facilitate the construction of a spaceship that can launch yeah. and land itself on a he boat. He did. It's unbelievable. What has Mehdi Hassan ever done? Who knows? He's calling Elon Musk not so bright? Yeah. Really? And he's going on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? Okay. Yeah, everything. Probably enough. That's the whole thing, man. It's how information gets delivered to people. I don't know how many times we brought up this point, but you have too many people in the country that really doesn't understand what's happening and what's going on. So the hope is, obviously, that this opens up the floodgates to people understanding what's truly happening. They're not going to get it from traditional you know, news media. They're not going to get it from the left. You know that? They control it. So this is the hope. I mean, the disinformation, whatever you want to call it, that Mayorkas is heading up through the Department of Homeland Security, people don't understand how terrifying that is. It, it's almost like you would think that was a joke when that came out the oh, other yeah. day. The comparison to 1984 is so obvious. It flies over the heads of so many people. That's what's frightening. Okay, moving on to the news out there. Danica Patrick, this was interesting. Yeah, I saw this story. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't I didn't know that. She had her breast implants I, taken did out. Did you know she had them? I did not. I didn't either. No. You seem like you're somewhat upset about it, like you didn't get the memo and you're like you well, were no, left I off mean, the I email Well, no, I mean, I was somewhat surprised because I didn't pick choose her as someone who would do that. Well, she went on Instagram the other day and admitted... Uh, the, first of all, that she wasn't even sure she was ready to share this. Yeah. I happen to see this at Daily Wire. But that she remembered the true vulnerability in sharing something you're not really ready to as she broke down all these changes that she noticed happening to her body in the years after she got the implants. So she wrote, I got breast implants November 2014. I got them because I want to have it all. I was really fit, but I didn't have boobs, so I got them. Everything went well, and I was happy with them. 
Fast forward about three years to early 2018, and I noticed that my hair was not as healthy and was breaking off. I'd also gained a few pounds and had no luck losing it. So I'm thinking, okay. Hmm. And then, he says, then fast forward to late 2020, and the wheels came off. I had menstrual cycle irregularity, gained more weight. My hair wasn't looking healthy at all, and my face was a different shape. Then she said, weird, I know. So I went down the rabbit hole to figure it out. I did every test that could be done. And then she provided a list of symptoms and out-of-range medical tests she underwent over the last couple of years to figure out exactly what was happening. Um, uh, like hypothyroidism, low estrogen, adrenal fatigue, dry scalp and skin, face swelling, Jeez. weight gain, hair loss. And so she said, I had them removed on Wednesday last week. And then the, the picture that she had was a snapshot of a couple hours before and then a couple hours after. Within hours after surgery, this is what I noticed. My face had more color and less dark circles. Hmm. My face started producing oil again. I could take a 30% deeper breath into my chest already. And I had so much energy when I woke up. So then she had two photos. She believes she had a condition known as breast implant illness. And that's what affected her as she then slammed the, quote, good folks at these drug companies who are selling them to say they are safe. So there are a host of issues that women have dealt with, and I have many, but not all. After watching over 100 stories on YouTube, my belief is it's not if, but when you develop symptoms. Some are right away, others 15 years later. Jeez. Silicone is a foreign object and leaches chemicals. That's why the body produces a capsule around it. If this helps one person get to the root of their issues, it did its job. I'll share my progress as I go along. That is wild. Wow. I've never heard that before. I had not either. Puffy face, weight gain, hair loss. Yes. Mine was from drinking cheap beer. All that stuff? Yeah. When you said mine, I'm like, you had implants? No. I was going to ask if you had gotten them. I mean... No, I had them removed. Oh, I, do, gotcha. I do remember sometime in 2015, you were filling out your sweaters a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for noticing, by the way. Okay, before people think we're total kooks, that's not what caused Robin's heart attacks. He's joking. I am kidding, yeah. Yes. Uh, but this is wild. If you've heard of this before, I mean, hit up Robin's on Facebook. Don't share photos. Don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the story of I've never heard of it before. Of something, your health going crazy. Like, I've heard of them, like, breaking, you know, you're leaking out on the inside yes. of your body, things yeah. like that. They get deformed, that sort of thing. But not affecting all of your health that way. No. That's pretty crazy. Um, one other thing, somewhat from the sports world over the weekend, Trevor Bauer. Shoot. Man, he, got, pitcher. he got the book thrown at him. Okay, he's been suspended for 324 games. Okay. Um, and it's from, you know, these accusations. And, you know, he wasn't charged criminally, but it was sexual assault. That's three years, right? Two years. Two years? I'm saying it's two solid years. Yeah. 162 times, times two. two. Okay. 324. Doing the quick math here. Yeah. 
<laughs> if I didn't carry the one. <laughs> the, the question is, legally, he's going to fight this. And did you hear what he had to say about it? Well, you told me. I well, I heard think it, we've got people trying to edit that. I don't think we can. We can't. Well, because he saved text messages from the woman and what she said in the text messages. I mean, yeah. this thing is crazy. I'm just from a legal sense. You know, is there a case for him saying you can't suspend me two years, no matter how terrible a person you think I am or don't approve of what I do in a bedroom? My goodness. Well, it was two adults consensually. Well, but it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, but we'll we'll get into that. Also, um, FBI warrantless searches of Americans' data more than doubled from 2020 to 2021. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the FBI more than doubled the number of warrantless searches it conducted of Americans' communications from 2020 to 2021. This is released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. This flies under the radar. Does this concern you? Well, it always does. The report released, and this was a few days ago, explains how U.S. intelligence agencies use Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, which allows for surveillance without a warrant of electronic communications data stored by U.S. Internet service providers. So you see this information, and you see the new agency under the Biden administration with Mayorkas heading it up. What are they calling it? The uh, Disinformation Governance Board. <laughs> Jeez. These people are awful. I mean, can't you come up with a better name than that? Doesn't that just kind of give it all away? Well, it's, yeah, I think it was supposed to be, uh, they thought it would sound kind of boring, except then, you know, they didn't count on people having more than two brain cells to rub together. Wow. Anyway, yeah, they collected data from nearly 3.4 million Americans in 2021, more than double over the 1.3 million in 2020. Wow. They're listening, man. They're watching. Yeah. You know, the tar paper shack in the middle of nowhere without electricity and running water sounds perfect, doesn't it? David won't even say where this cabin is anymore. We know it's in Texas. He doesn't even say the area of Texas yeah, anymore. Got, got that cabin, and it, it really is uh, sounding more and more appealing every single day. Man, oh, man. Just build a treehouse. I'll live in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back. <laughs> Golly. Oh, I mentioned uh, Major League Baseball suspending Trevor Bauer 324 games. Wow, man. Okay, he was on administrative leave since last June. The league was looking into the sexual assault allegations that were made against him um, because this woman had come forward saying that Bauer had physically and sexually abused her on two separate occasions. And he was, like, sharing the text messages. This was consensual. She wanted me to come back. But she went to the ER with a head injury, saying he had punched her 
during relations. It's crazy. And so Major League Baseball has had their independent investigation. People were wondering, okay, what's taking so long? They think they undercovered something because they suspended him now without pay for two years. Wow. And so part of this shows up in the Washington Post, and Bauer and his agent, his people, they release a statement, but the Washington Post doesn't put all of the statement in. They cherry pick it, which Mm -hmm. totally ticked him off. And I can't play you, you know, different parts where he talks about specific allegations or even where he's sharing text messages with accusers. Uh, But it paints a different picture. There's no doubt about that, but you can tell he's going to fight this thing. This was Bauer. Statement from Mr. Bauer's representatives. Mr. Bauer unequivocally denies the false and defamatory allegations made in the Washington Post. As it relates to the Columbus woman, we had a casual and wholly consensual sexual relationship from 2013 to 2018 that began during my time with AAA Columbus Clippers. We primarily saw each other in 2013 to 2014, and we met maybe one to two times a year after that until 2018. None of our meetings ever involved a single non-consensual, let alone illegal act. The incidents she detailed to the Washington Post, and specifically the one that involved non-consensual choking, in which she claims to have convulsed and woken up on a hotel floor, absolutely never occurred in any capacity. That's just the part you can play. Mm-hmm. The rest is more detailed. The other part of the backstory, Ow. at least to me, as far as Major League Baseball and the handling of this, he completely embarrassed them over the last couple of years before this came out. Talking about the use of a foreign substance as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. He embarrassed them, and he documented it and had his YouTube channel that was blowing up of talking about how easy it is to cheat and to increase spin rates on baseballs, getting deep into it there. But you wonder, because none of us know, did that have anything to do with a two-year suspension? Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah, maybe. How dare you embarrass us? But at the same time, you don't know what else they found out in their own investigation. They may be well within their rights to do it, and they may have a great reason for doing it that we're we're not privy to. But you know they're handing down as stiff of a penalty as they can to a guy like this. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Maybe you heard the news. Public schools are slashing budgets. More parents are choosing homeschooling. Well, the reason they're slashing budgets is because of decreased enrollment. Correct. Yes. Yeah, they had some stats. I saw this hot air, some other places. A school system in suburban Kansas City is eliminating over 100 jobs, including kindergarten aides and library clerks. Oakland, California, closing seven schools. Other districts around the country are merging classrooms, selling buildings, and leaving teaching positions unfilled in order to close budget gaps. Gee, why are the parents taking the kids out of school? 
I have no idea. Hmm. It must be because of the pandemic. They say that's part of it. They admit that. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But the other part well, of this libs of TikTok, tell, well, having those same people who teach our children tell us exactly what they're teaching and why they were teaching. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, it. you know, again, I say that tongue-in-cheek, the pandemic. No, it was also a reaction to the pandemic. Well, yeah. Where government-funded schools, which are supposed to be like a backbone to our communities, were the first ones to close and, in a lot of cases, the last ones to reopen. Yep. Yes. That's a huge problem. Yes, because a lot of those kids were already far behind. Uh, yeah, like in Chicago public schools, for example. Yep. Yeah, you you got kids who are starting off life with an O2 count. Yes. And uh, you just completely screwed them over. And then in other districts, when teaching went remote, you started to get a glimpse into what your kids were learning. And a lot of parents were like, what the hell is this? Absolutely. Did By you the see- way, go ahead, David. I, there's a clip I want to play for you. I'll play it. Okay, well, there's a little bit of backstory to this. Remember, we talked about it last week. Jack Brewer, former NFL player, does this outreach for kids in Florida. Yeah. Right? He's a black man. He's reaching out. He's talking about this is for fatherless kids. And he's a man of faith. He feels like that's his calling, right? And so one of the things his group of kids did was wanted to meet the governor again. And so they were at the press conference when DeSantis was talking about CRT in schools. And so you had some of these kids holding signs saying no CRT. Joy Reid, MSNBC, goes off on this and is telling people that watch the show and on Twitter should find out what this is. This is tantamount to child abuse. And so Jack Brewer had said, you need to apologize. Joy Reid and MSNBC, that's defamation. I'm going to sue if I don't get an apology in the deadline for the apology is today. But he was on Fox talking about this, and this is how it relates back to the schools, what they're teaching, or in his this case, he said what they're not teaching. And this is all about critical race theory. Listen to what he said. And what they're not teaching in school is whenever there's an underserved black kid, they're using CRT as their excuse not to teach them reading and math proficiency. Man, the kids that I have at my school, most of them are two to three uh, grades behind uh, on their reading and math proficiency. They're getting D's and F's and the teachers just push them through and tell them that that's satisfactory because of their demographic, because of their skin color. That is wrong, man. This is America. We shouldn't be using the soft bigotry of low expectations and putting that on the poorest and most voiceless kids Mm -hmm. that we have in our nation. I'm glad he's doing that. Me too. Well, there was that story out of um, Baltimore where there was a kid who found out he wasn't going to be able to graduate. He had gone all the way to senior year with less than a .5 GPA. Right. And he just kept getting, and and the crazy part is, is that he was about mid-pack in his entire class. Yep, because the school was just uh, the school district was just like, oh, whatever, you know, we're we're combating racism or something by not expecting kids to be able to pass classes. Unbelievable. I'm waiting to see if Reed gives the apology. Oh, she because she's not going to. He's going to sue. No, get in line. Did you see, though, what was going on in Washington, D.C.? No, what? 
So I saw this at the Daily Caller. Uh, pardon, yeah, the D- Daily Caller. There was a something called an anti-racist fight club at an elementary school. What? This story is incredible. An elementary school in Washington, D.C. hosted an assembly on anti-racism, critical race theory, for students and presented parents with a handbook on fighting racism. This is Janney Elementary School in Washington, D.C. They had an anti-racist educator come in on November 30th last year. Uh, Doyen Richards is the guy who is running it. Uh, and this person claims that racism is in a, as, as American as apple pie and baseball. Here we go. Students got, as part of this assembly, a fist book with information on combating racism at home. One portion of the elementary fist book taught students how to deal with racism from loved ones. Just because they're older than you doesn't mean they're right. Students also learned that racial racial prejudice is present both against white and black students, but racial uh, racial prejudice only harms black students. There you go. Yep. If a yes. black person says something mean to a white person, he has no power over him. That's according to the fist book. It's as if white people walk around with an invisible force field because they hold all the power in America. Richards, by the way, charges between $10,000 and $15,000 for speaking fees. And a bunch of white dopes give it to him. Yes, they do. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. And we're doing the story about public schools slashing budgets because people are leaving. Yeah. Of course they are if you have the means. Wow, man. The first rule of CRT is don't talk about CRT. <laughs> well, there's a lot of truth to that, man. That's Yeah, right. That's why that's why a lot yes. of these school administrators and uh unions and activists really do not want uh curriculum transparency laws on Absolutely. the books. Yeah, they don't. That's, that's right. why they say that has a chilling effect on the first amendment or something like that. Okay, if you're an employee of the state and you are giving out state-funded materials, the First Amendment kind of doesn't apply in that scenario. Well, this is from the same group that's all for the disinformation board. Right. Yeah. Right. Unreal. I mean, I have joke when I say that, but it's true. I mean, they never mention it. They'll, they'll claim they don't teach it because it's not by name. Yeah, it's infiltrated into everything. Right. It's got, <laughs> there's no textbook that says critical race theory on the front. Correct. Yeah. Meanwhile... The DHS secretary, the Dorcas, Alejandro Mayorkas, was asked a pretty interesting question, David. Yeah, I thought this was interesting on CNN. It was about the disinformation governance board. Uh, And Alejandro Mayorkas was asked uh, about the long-term plan for this. Hey, what happens if Donald Trump becomes president? Oh. Would you be okay if Donald Trump were president, if he created this disinformation governance board, or if it is in place and he wins again in 2024, that he's in charge of such a thing? I believe that this working group that gathers together gathers together best practices, makes sure that our our work is uh, coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech, that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor. He's nothing but a talking point. That guy's so weak. There's no question answered there. None whatsoever. Of course not. He went back to the same talking points he he mentioned earlier in that episode with Dana Bash, with the interview. 
the best practices. Best practices, best mm-hmm. practices, yes. Unbelievable. Okay. Speaking of the disinformation board, the person that's heading that up is this nut Nina Jankowitz. Yeah. Well, Hunter Biden laptop. What a fairy tale that is. Yeah, she was also pushing. And she's put in charge of the disinformation board. Yeah, right. She yeah. was also pushing the Russian collusion hoax. Of course. Hard. For years. By the way, Alejandra Mayorkas says she's perfect for the job. Of course you she hear is. hear that? Oh, of course. Eminently qualified. Yeah. A renowned expert in the field of disinformation. Absolutely so. No, she's okay. not neutral. So, so, Dana, do your friggin' job and ask the follow-up. Yeah. What about the Hunter Biden laptop, Dorcas? What about that? She didn't ask the follow-up. It no, she obvious. didn't. No. Uh, now, here is this eminently qualified woman singing an erotic song from the perspective of a ghost who wants to have sex with dead Harry Potter. Excuse what? Me? Excuse me. Wait, set that up now, again. Okay, Whoa. so Nina Jankowitz, uh, who yeah. is this nut job who's supposed to be running the Ministry of Truth, uh, had a Harry Potter themed band. Talk yeah, about you played some clips the other day. We called it torture. Yeah. Uh, well, here's torture again because this is from the what are they? The Moaning Myrtles or yes, whatever. The moaning Myrtles. This is told from the perspective of a ghost talking about spying on young boys in a bathroom and how great it was, and then fantasizing about Harry Potter being dead. So. The ghost in the song could have sex with him. Okay. Went looking for some prefects in the bathroom one day. But instead I found Harry, and so I said, hey. I helped him solve the mystery of the A. And I'd like to solve a mystery between his legs. I hope that Harry drowns tomorrow in the lake. So that our honeymoon we can take. Okay, I'm sorry for the play-by-play, but the look on Robin's face. I'm telling you, you look so disgusted. It's horrible. And turned, I think Jessica Simpson could walk through the door right now and you'd be like, it's going to take me a while. Oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> Tav working at me. What's better than that? We don't get STDs. Death is way more fun with bubbles. That's what I say. Death is way this more is fun the with person in charge. That yeah. disqualifies you from everything. Death is way more fun with bubbles. Myrtle likes to play. Yeah, so, okay. So you have a a grown-up woman who's obsessed with uh, a children's book series and singing songs fantasizing about having sex with dead children. My gosh. That's not good. Uh, No. No. And she should know. I mean... Well, I guess it makes sense. Harry Potter has options. The only way he would have sex with her is if he was dead. Friday Five, top five Morning Myrtle songs. <laughs> and meanwhile, you got people on the left saying Elon Musk is going to open the gates of hell. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, are you uh, afraid that the gates of hell are going to be open? 
for good. Um, what? Elon Musk, Twitter, man. Oh, yeah, this David Zerowick guy. He's a media studies professor, columnist, and a CNN analyst. Absolutely <laughs> melting down. Because this was of, something, man. Because Elon Musk is uh, in the process of buying Twitter. What is going to change other than you just can't boot people off because you don't like their message? This guy is losing uh, how, it. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication mm-hmm. in this country. You get that? How we're going to control the channels of communication because we're used to having it, we on yep. the left. And now we're not going to have it. Hell is coming. We gave over <laughs> our, our what amounts to our airwaves or our Internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Mm. And we are in so much trouble because those guys believe in making money. This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress. We don't think. What is he talking about? Who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how they are trying to limit it. But you need. You mean Russia? No, if you're talking about like the UK <laughs> where you can go to jail. No. Yeah. Right. For something you tweet. No. No. Nope. You need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to hell. We are there. Trump opened the gate to hell and now they're chasing us down. Wait, we got to get it. <laughs> you tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. <laughs> Jeez. Dude. You man. Up that to twice a week with the therapist, man. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that. Holy smokes. Other than, I mean, we knew with a lot of different issues this year and the midterms going to be what we think they're going to be, people that are in power are going to be desperately holding on. Wow. And there would be a lot of screeching. Mm. Desperate people do desperate things. But, man, I think we're only scratching the surface right now. See where it goes. Um, oh, it had been reported. We talked about it a little bit. Bill Murray. Um, he basically had a movie shut down because of him. We still don't know exactly what happened. There's been rumors. But the movie was called Being Mortal, shut down indefinitely, and word got out it's because Bill Murray did something inappropriate on the set. So he did an interview with CNBC over the weekend and at least tried to explain it from his point of view because he's thinking, you know, that, that they could work this out. Uh... I'll just play it and see what you think, because we're used to uh, public apologies, I guess. And you can tell me if you think this is a good one. Is it mediocre? Is it weak? Whatever. I'm stalling right now because I can't quite find it. There it is. Okay. And roll it. We had a difference of opinion. I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. As of now, we're talking, and... We're trying to make peace with each other. I think that's where the real issue is, is between our peace. We're both professionals. We like each other's work. We like each other, I think. And if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further working together or or making a movie as well. All right, I'll pause it there. What do you think so far? I can never tell. You know, the problem with him is he's in character all the time. (laughs) You don't know. Right? I mean, I I never know. Right. I mean, I never know. Yeah. David? 
I, it, it feels very scattershot to me. Okay, here's the rest. You know, the world's different than it was when I was a little kid. You know, what I always thought was funny as a little kid isn't necessarily the same as what's funny now. Things change and the times change. So it's important for me to figure it out. I think it's a sad dog that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but again, I don't know if he's going to break into his lounge singer act after that. Yeah. I, I, I just don't... I. There's something about that guy. I mean, I just feel like he's always on, no matter what he's doing. Yeah. It's just always in character. So I don't know. We'll see. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. It would help to know if you knew what he did. Yeah, I would yeah. love to know. He had upset people before. Yeah. Different movies. They're dragging them all out now and putting them on TV. It's yeah. uh, pretty jerkish things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're trying to be funny, sometimes you can come off as a jerk. And there's certainly, I mean, to his point, there are things that years ago may have been taken as funny that aren't anymore. So to a degree, you have to roll with that. But again, it's so hard to say much more because you don't what you don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You got your big three stories of the day, yeah, Scott I do. Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel good about it? I do. I just go and went back and forth today. There was a lot of stuff. Okay. So I think I got three good ones today, though. I'm All pretty right. sure. Coming with it I strong. I guarantee we do. You gar- That's what I like. I happens. guarantee we do. Scott yes. Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta, and a news update next. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Action. Millennial David Van Camp. Sexy Boomer Scott Robbins. Well, I think we can all agree on this. One of the big stories we were talking about today, public schools slashing budgets. Mm-hmm. More parents choose, well, to homeschool their kids, send them somewhere different, right? Just happen to see the story of Daily Wire. There's a conservative Hispanic group that has created a pretty cool idea targeting school board candidates who wanted kids masked throughout the pandemic Mm -hmm. so basically the republican national hispanic assembly of florida tweeted out just a heads up for those running for school board in the state of florida if you voted to mask our kids we're putting these signs right next to your political signs so the parents can make make their informed decisions that's right so you put up whatever name for school board they put a sign right next to it that says voted to mask your child with an arrow pointing to the sign. <laughs> well, hey, man, if you believed in it, own it. Absolutely. You, know. you would say we did absolutely the right thing. Yeah, go ahead. If you, I mean, if they felt it wasn't beneficial for them to point that out, they wouldn't be doing it either. But they know these guys overstepped their power base. Yes. And injected politics into it, and uh, a bunch of kids got hurt because of it. Well, and sometimes, too, even uh, depending on how involved you are, you may know a few people on the school board, but you don't know everybody. No. And you don't know how each one felt about the masks and the mandates. Wasn't that part of the deal? I mean, none of us paid much attention, particularly when you don't even have kids in school, which I don't. But I didn't pay much attention who was on school board. Now I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this made me think about it. And, and, you know, you either vote or don't vote for these people. 
And now he's just voted for the incumbent a lot of times. Like, so what? You know, who cares, right? Yeah. Yeah, I care now, deeply. Yeah. You guys made me care. So maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. In the short term. Anyway. Well, people would say, man, if you cared before, maybe this wouldn't have happened, Scott. Maybe and this and, is and you would have a valid point by saying that as well. I'm not saying that. People. Right. I mean, no, but I I completely understand that. I know your, people would say that. Your lack of caring is exactly why we had to have a guy like Trump come in and try to make America great again. Right. Well, the scolding from millennial to sexy boomer. Do you know what you know what my silence is, don't you, David? It's violence. Of course it is. I thought it was deafening. Deafening violence? I guess so. Okay. Are you ready for your big three Absolutely. stories? Let's, Let's do this then. All right. Roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, and always helped by his hero in life, his top 40 hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey. Scott. What? I'm ready. All right, good. Okay, he's ready to go. Three. Uh, number three, uh, we have spun the woke wheel, and apparently asking people to show up for work at the office is now racist. Yeah, it is. Uh, Apple employees, you, you can't even make this stuff up. Apple employees are telling the company, employees are telling the company that its request to have them return to the office is racist. How? Well, I'm going to tell you how. They don't really explain it definitely, but they, the complaints come after CEO Tim Cook said, hey, you got to come back to the office. Here's the quote. Privilege is like being born in the right place so you don't have to relocate, or being young enough to start a new life in a new city or country, or having a stay-at-home spouse who will move with you. And privilege is like being born into gender that society has, an expe- has the expectation of majority of the care work. So in other words, if I have to relocate, I've been working from home, so I live in, you know, two miles, two hours away or whatever. Okay. I don't want to have to relocate because I don't have any child care. I don't have enough child care. And you expect this of me because I wasn't born in the communities that you want me to go to to get to the office. Listen, here's the job. Okay, this is yeah. what the job entails. Mm-hmm. Everything else is up to you. It's not up to me. No, I mean, you, you don't have to work out. here. Nobody holds a gun to your head. Right. But I'm not going to have 200 people tell me how to run my freaking company. You're only as good as the people you work with yeah. and the people you work for. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Casey. <laughs> but imagine, like, gardeners, construction workers, truck drivers, ilk like that. Everyday people decided it was simply too much of a burden for them to shred their pajamas and get themselves to the work site. Oh, man. <laughs> so sick of this crap. Get into the... If they want you there, go there. If you don't want to go there, don't go there. Don't work there. Find something else. You can sit at home in your pajamas and do on your computer. I don't care. Say it again. I can't say it again because I'm so freaking upset by it. And we're going to hear the number one very soon. Two. Uh, number two, former Defense Secretary Mark Esper says that Donald Trump asked if they could just shoot the protesters that were yeah. What? Yeah, this Outside. is uh, yeah. our former Defense Secretary Mark Esper. He's got a memoir coming out on May the 10th. Yeah. In that book, uh, former President Trump, he said, 
I had a conversation to, with him when demonstrators were filling their streets around the White House following the George Floyd protesting. He said, quote, can't, can't you just shoot him? I mean, shoot him in the leg or something. Esper was dumbfounded by that remark. Give me a chance. Oh, boy. So he's writing in his book that Trump said, can't we just shoot him? Shoot him. You know, shoot him in the leg or something. Start popping him. You know, Get him yeah, I, I actually remember this from last year. Uh, a Wall Street Journal reporter had put out a, a story about this. And the context was the day before he said this, Donald Trump said this, people had lit the streets of D.C. on fire around the right. White House and the okay. Capitol complex. If you remember yes. that photo. I do, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was insane. The Capitol was on fire. But we've heard more about January 6th than that. Right. Crazy. Uh, Esper said the good news, it wasn't a difficult decision. The bad news, I had to figure out a way to walk Trump back without creating a mess. Okay, I want to know the context Mike, of the here. whole thing. Close the door. Listen. I don't think he's just saying gun him down. Shoot him in the leg or something. <laughs> Golly. Oh, my God. I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh. I know people are going to go, it was terrible, it was horrible. Hey, no, but it didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen, but he just, he just well, said it. I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. We saw the chaos. A lot of people died. Oh, yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah. You'd have kneecapped a couple of people. That would have uh, put a stop to it real quick. Well, that's why I want to know the context of what he said. I'm, like, I'm not we saying... can't stop him from setting fires. We can't stop this. Can we shoot him in the leg? Sounds like he was asking a well, question. Well, first he said, can we just shoot him? <laughs> question mark. Then it was... In a leg or something. Hey, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta top three stories it's of the day. violence. Verb. Do it every yep. day. No, I'm, time. I'm advocating for a response to violence. Yes, you have to have it. Absolutely. Now, on with the countdown. Okay. Yeah. And finally, yeah. one. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin is reportedly undergoing cancer surgery. Yeah, how about this, huh? Wow. Been hearing a bunch of uh, rumors about him. We don't know if any of this is true, right? Yeah. Some of his public appearances lately, they said they've shown him to be not in top physical form, a little bloated, a little puffy, a little uneasy on his feet. What a baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But a new report is out today confirming there could be reason for all of that. He's allegedly scheduled to have surgery for cancer very soon. And he's going to hand over the, the control to the head of the Russian police. They say it's his closest friend and only trusted ally left. So are you believing this? There have been reports that he's, you know, he gripping the table. That was a big deal for a while, right? Yes. But there are reports that he was not well. And we've heard Ever? that for a while. Yes. And he will be incapacitated, apparently, because he'll be having surgery. And, in the, you know, then we do the same thing here. You, know, you have to put the power in someone's hands while you're under. So that's going to happen. I don't, so I don't do know. do you believe it? I don't know. know. I don't know what's true and what isn't. I just, but it would explain a lot, I guess, particularly of his appearance. And he hasn't been seen that much, but the times he has been seen, people have noticed. Now, are they noticing because the suggestion is there? Or is there really something to it? That's a whole nother thing. When someone suggests someone is in, in, is in ill health and you look at him, you're like, yeah, I see that. 
Or maybe you wouldn't I mean, have before. I, I keep going back to the reports from a couple of years ago that he was going to be stepping down. Before I remember this, that too, David. I do too. Before yeah. this happened. And it was because of health. At the time, I remember the rumor being like cancer, but I, I heard Parkinson's a lot more. I heard Parkinson's too. I mean, if their medical care is on par with their military capabilities, his goose right. is cooked. Well, yeah. But I go back to what Van Camp said, like day one of talking about this. We're not going to know what's true for quite a while from yeah. Ukraine or Russia. Oh, if ever. Yeah. With a lot of this stuff. So. I don't disagree with you there. Okay. And there you, and have, there it. you have it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate Thanks, it. Casey, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Pal. Always. Um, oh, another update with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Are we done giving updates? Do you want well, more Well, I mean, updates? she hasn't said a word yet, right? Well, that's coming up on, what, Wednesday it's supposed no, to be. that's must-see TV right there. Yes. All right. And there's another news update to get to and a pretty solid Monday. Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> yeah, the whole weekend. <laughs> you, <laughs> that you don't want to miss. That's all coming up. Goodbye. Van Camp and Roberts Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. And a news update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, we were talking about one of the biggest pants wetters in the entire Elon Musk saga as he's trying to buy the social media platform Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, Mehdi Hassan on MSNBC claimed that Elon Musk purchasing Twitter is going to give rise to a Nazi party. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, just insane, right? Yes. So Elon Musk has issued a statement, you could say, in response to that charge. He says, NBC basically saying Republicans are Nazis. Same organization that covered up Hunter Biden laptop story, had Harvey Weinstein story early and killed it, and built Matt Lauer his rape office. Lovely people. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Oh, he's not lying down, man. Yikes. Guns blazing. Man. Whew. My quick update on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard saga was, remember, all this started because of her op-ed in the Washington Post that didn't name Depp, but everybody knew what she was talking about? Right. The ACLU wrote that for her. Okay. And so when she got a settlement, she said, I'm going to give half to the ACLU. So the question was, well, did she really follow through on that? And that came up. How much has Ms. Heard paid directly to the ACLU? $350,000. How much has been paid indirectly and credited to Ms. Heard? There was $100,000 from Johnny Depp, a $500,000 payment from a donor-advised fund at Vanguard, and then there was a $350,000 payment that appears to be from a donor-advised fund at Fidelity. Total 1.3 is the, is the amount. Okay. 
here's the thing. It was supposed to be $3.5 million, right, from her, from the settlement of, like, what, $7 million. But when they mentioned that 500000 in there, they say that was actually her ex, Elon Musk, that paid that part to the ACLU. <laughs> she really didn't give much of her money at all. And now the ACLU is a little bent about it. Well, good. Screw the ACLU. I'm right there with you. Sort of like you all deserve each other. So there's your update on that. And now we go to Nimrods of the day. Oh, when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Let's start in Florida. Polk County, 69-year-old dude. David Roberts, volunteer with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Oh, no. Caught last Thursday selling prescription pills out of a patrol car while in uniform. Oh, you can't be doing that now. County started an investigation after Todd got out that an officer was selling oxycodone. They found pills in one of the patrol cars. He was busted by an undercover deputy. Uh, County Sheriff Grady Judd livid when he found out. Said, I'm hotter than a bear butt on a tin roof in August. He did. <laughs> which is classic, which made the story for me. Very good. Man, oh, man. Yeah, that dude had been a volunteer for 12 years. Hotter than anyway. a bear butt on a tin roof in August. I've heard of hotter than a whore in August. Yeah. Hotter than a whore in church. Yes. But never a bear butt on a tin roof in August. That's a new one. Hubs of Hell is one of my favorites. Yeah, it is. Um... We also have this woman in Florida pulled over for suspected DUI while undergoing field sobriety tests to try to prove that she was sober. Because walking in a straight line, that's tough. Performed multiple ballet and Irish folk dance moves. Oh, see, see, America's got talent right there. Well, this talented individual was drunk, and they're in a whole lot of trouble. Next up, Portland, Maine. Police there posted a pair of photos on Facebook over the weekend after a 26-year-old woman tried to drive her SUV down a set of stairs outside police headquarters. God. Said she drove through their garage, then across a pedestrian plaza, tried to get back to the street by going down a set of cement steps. So her SUV either got stuck on them or she realized, but then could not back up. She said, I was just trying to follow my GPS. But her excessive blood alcohol level probably had more to do with it. Yeah. Got drunk driving charges there. And then this just felt like it could be a Nimrods in the news to me. Not saying that it's not relatable for some people. 40% of single men admitted they don't wash their bed sheets for up to four months at oh, a time. Dude, please. Single men. I, don't look at me, man. I'm not. I'm every week, every week. Well, I think we're all wondering, are those the single guys that are single for a reason, or are those single guys that yeah, the people are staying on those sheets? Oh, that God. smells like a garbage disposal. And that's Nimrod's in the news.